to another episode of Disc Read Error, the podcast where every week we dive into the extensive and fascinating library of the greatest selling video game console of all time, the motherfucking PlayStation 2. I'm Derek Kicker. I'm Ian Golding. And this week we are throwing our controllers with Armored Core 2. Yeah, robot fight. Robot fight. Armored Core 2. 2. Well, you know what just came out? I Armored do. Core 6. Hell yes. And people love it. Reviews are a very, very, very good across the board, I'd say. I went I went in to pick up my pre-order, and the guy's like, PS5? Did it come out on anything else? I don't think so. I think I remember reading something that it only came out for PS5. Yeah. Maybe you thought, uh, maybe you, thought you were... Uh, Trying to pull some shady shit? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I don't think it came out on PS4. No. And it didn't come out on Xbox, no? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Weird. Probably, it'd be sick if it came out on Switch. That'd be fun. Get kids throwing their Switches across the room. But that game is wild. Sure. And you know what? This game is wild. And you know what? All the Armored Core games are wild. I haven't played them all. Mm-mm. This is the because second one I've played. I've played there one is and this. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a, a more than you would think. Technically, this is the fourth one, <laughs> right? Because there's Armored Core, Armored Core Project Phantasma, which I believe is a prequel, okay. And then Armored Core Master of Arena. Those are all P at the PS One games. Okay, right. Uh, and so I guess what they how they do it is there's the numbered titles and then that's like the generation okay yeah and then they have like ones that come out within that generation so armored core one is it's the first generation project phantasma and master of arena are in the same thing okay they're part of the armor core one saga then Armored Core 2 has Armored Core 2 Another Age. Yep, I've heard of that one. I heard that's awesome. Yeah, and then 3 has 3 Silent Line. Ooh. And then it looks like there's the the Nexus line of them and Formula Front, which is the PSP one. But there I it looks like the most PS2 was Armored Core was eaten on PS2. Because there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Armored Core games on PS2. And th- almost all of them are insanely expensive. Well, I'm sure. In fact, all, uh, all, almost, I think all the Armored Core games are more expensive than you'd think. In fact, we're going we're gonna to do a new segment just for this game called oh. How Much Is It? How Much Is It? How Much Is It? And on this... We go to pricecharting.com mm-hmm. 
and look up how much the games go for. So the first Armored Core on the PlayStation right. goes complete in box goes for $131. Damn. Yes, sir. Uh, Armored Core 2, the one we're reviewing today, mm. I believe is the cheapest one. Interesting. And it goes for $36 complete in box. Okay. I mean, cheaper than it probably sold for. So yeah, cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Armored Core 2, another age is $45. Close. Armored Core 3 is $55. Price is going up. Uh, Armored Core 4 on the PlayStation 3 is $72. Wow. On the Xbox 360, you experience the Xbox dip. Mm-hmm. It is $36.90. Cheap. Yeah. Cheap as fuck. Armored Core Four Answers on the Xbox 360 is ninety four ninety nine. That's a jump. On the PS3 is one hundred and twenty three dollars. Fuck. Yes, sir. Uh, Armored Core Last Raven PS2 hundred dollars. Armored Core Master of Arena PS1 hundred and nine dollars. Armored Core Nexus, $132. Fuck. Armored Core Nine Breaker, $130. Armored Core Project Phantasma, PS1, $154. Now, I hope the audience is paying attention because we're going to have a quiz at the end about we're going to add all these up if we bought them all. <laughs> Correct. Armored Core 5, PS3, $74. Xbox 360, $44. Armored Core Verdict Day. Titles are great. They I know, do right? Good job with titles. Hell yeah, they do. 112 on on the PS3, 75 on the 360. Silent Line, the American one, $97. Yeah. People people got to eat. Right. They do. They sure. do. People be eating. Uh, these resellers for sure. Yeah. Are getting it. Fucking A. Yeah. I have a some semi ex- extensive armored core collection. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm good at these games, because I'm not. So that you, I'm already giving up the ghost here that I right. that no, I I'm love it. I'm horrible at it, and I love it. Uh, but I have I have four answers: Nexus, Master of Arena, Last Raven, Silent Line, Five, Three, Two, and Formula Front. And now you have six too, buddy. And in, yes, now I have six. Yeah. I do. Uh, yeah, so these are these are very unique games. For sure. And since we didn't say it already, published by infamous software developer from software. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what, what can we say about them? They don't miss. Famous for Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, mm-hmm. Elden Ring. Hmm. Sekiro, a company with less than 400 employees. That's just crazy. Absolutely knocking it out of the park. Yeah, crushing it. Killing it. Uh, but yeah, let's look. Let's look at. Let's talk a little bit about From Software because this is this podcast's first From Software. It is episode. Uh, famously, their first game 
was a PlayStation 1 launch game, as Armored Core 2 is a PlayStation 2 launch game. Did not realize that. Uh, their first game was Kingsfield, which no is an action RPG mm. that is extremely fucking bad. Okay. And by bad, I mean it like doesn't hold up at all. And I mean, I guess it was very, very ambitious for being a PlayStation launch game. Sure. But try playing that shit now. It is mm. rough. Okay. It is rough. Um, and then there's uh, Kingsfield 2. Yeah. And then there's Kingsfield 3, which never released, I believe, in the U.S. At least I don't think. But then, right after Kingsfield, the franchise that they start is Armored Core. Starting with 1997's Armored Core. These are third-person mech shooter games. Right. And we'll get into Armored Core more, but I just want to say that this is this is FromSoft's oldest still-running franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last Kingsfield game they would do uh, was Kingsfield 4 for the PlayStation 2 in 2001, the same year that this game came out. Wow. And they would never visit Kingsfield again. Traitors. That would be the end of it. But uh, they've done a lot of these Armored Core games. They've also done some weird games. They did uh, The Adventures of Cookie and Cream, which <laughs> is like a, a funny like a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny game that you wouldn't expect from them. No. They also dabbled in horror. In the PS1 uh, era, they did a game called Echo Knight, which is a pretty fun game. They did mm -hmm. a better sequel for the PlayStation 2. Um, but they did, uh, Kuon, which of course is like the most expensive PlayStation 2 game. Mm -hmm. Um, on GameCube, they did a, they started a franchise called Lost Kingdoms. They did two games. I think they're pretty well received, but sure, they don't seem to dwell on that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. They don't, they're not dwelling on it. Also for the original Xbox, Xbox exclusive franchise otogi they did two of those games wow yeah 400 employees they do this much it's crazy yeah they have a lot of games uh and it's you look at the list and you're like just kind of blown away they did a tenchu game for the 360 shadow assault uh they did ninja blade for the 360 it was 360 exclusive but then in 2009 shit really pops off with demon souls yes uh, a game that, like, I think when people, when it first came out, people were like, what is this? <laughs> and it was too hard. That's, I mean, that's what they're known for, right? They're the hard game yeah, developer. Yeah, that's absolutely they make hard. They make for. difficult games. Uh, and people associate that with Dark Souls, but it goes so far beyond Dark Souls because the Armored Core games are impossible. Yes. They are so hard. So fucking hard. And then from after Demon Souls, they really just kind of focus on Dark Souls and Armored Core uh, up until now, really. Mm. They did Sekiro, but Sekiro is considered a Bloodborne game. Yes, it is. Even though I think it's a very different, it has very different mechanics, but I can see. But, I, it, but it seems like almost like Soulsborne. Mm. You know, that kind of like tag is just a way to say a game is hard. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I kind of don't, I kind of, I don't agree that that like, that's what it means. I think there's like a stylistic through line with a lot of these games um, that make it like, whoa, long was a PS5 game. I think is a pretty good modern Soulsborne game that's not done by FromSoft, but yeah, FromSoft legendary developer. This Absolutely. was published, Armored Core 2 was published by Agitech. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer, you know, around, I believe. Got it. Um, and if you look, if you are into clocking game values and kind of keeping track of that stuff, you'll notice Agitech as being like the publisher of some of the most expensive games on any console. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the time they did, they did a lot of the FromSoft games, right? So you have on the PlayStation one in 1999 alone, right? You have Echo Knight, which is like an over like $150 PlayStation game. Wow. You have Shadow Tower, another FromSoft game. That's like a $200, $300 game. Um, and then you have one of the most expensive PS one games, Clock Tower 2. Clock Tower. All published by Agitech. RPG Maker, famously expensive. Uh, armor. Uh, they published most of the Armored Core games up until a certain point when they were no longer publishing anything, right? Which they we established they are all expensive. Um, yeah. So weird, weird kind of coincidence, I guess. They published Kuan. Yeah, did they just not print a lot of copies or something? It sounds like there would be a reason if all of their games are the most expensive. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're expensive because they're not around anymore. And, okay, that's fair. And it looks like, so the they are a subsidiary, or they were a subsidiary of uh, ASCII. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So it seems like a lot of the games they took are kind of like games that were, were taking a little bit of a risk, mm-hmm. which That's I mean, fair. yeah, these FromSoft games are a risky proposition. They're not oh, yeah. for everyone. Certainly not. So, yeah. But Armored Core 2 was released on October 26th, 2000, same day as the PlayStation 2. Crazy. It was, I mean, from, it looked like FromSoft released a couple launch titles. Mm-hmm. But Armored Core 2, I think, is the one with the longest-lasting legacy and was a continuing franchise. So let's get into the story. Yeah. Corporations that were all-powerful during the subterranean era lost their foothold when the government was created. But with a new planet, ripe for exploration, they discovered opportunities to regain their strength. Now, the story of this game is confusing as shit. The story of the franchise is insane. Very much in the vein of FromSoft, where they're not holding your hand through this story. If you really want to dive into the lore, you can, but you absolutely don't have to. (laughs) No, you don't. Uh, Because it is absurd. But the story takes place 67 years after the events of Master of Arena, Uh, and in the first series of Armored Core games, the humans are underground and the pollution is so bad that in Armored Core 2, they basically are now above ground, but now they're on Mars. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zeo Matrix, the second largest corporation 
uh, unearths ancient Mars research plans from before the Great Destruction, which is like the inciting event of the first few Armored Core games. Uh, they terraform Mars, trying to make it more Earth-like, and then, of course, more corporations try to get in on the money. And that's a recurring theme with these games. These, these games are about businesses trying to take out other businesses. Right, corporate is, warfare, yeah. Yeah, there is something to be said here. There is, I think that you could divine a, an anti-capitalism message from these oh, games. Absolutely. And I think that you could you can make the argument that them being in mechs is a metaphor for the dehumanization, the depersonalization of capitalism, how capitalism uh, turns us all into just productivity machines. Think about it, folks. Yes, uh, and our you know it's our blood that will be spilled on the battleground of capitalism, not the not the bosses. Oh no, they won't be yeah. anywhere near that. Yeah. Um. So as the rivalries between all these corporations intensify, uh, Zeo Matrix plots to overthrow the government, <laughs> which has regained control of the elite mercenary force known as the Frighteners. Not the Michael J. Fox movie. No, I love that movie, though. It's the, a great you, fucking movie. I think it's funny that you call it a Michael J. Fox movie when it's a Peter Jackson movie. Sure, of course it is, but director it, of Lord of the Rings. Sure, absolutely. Peter Jackson directed that, but it's Michael J. Fox movie and Gary Busey's kid. So Zeo Matrix plots to overthrow the government, and they have uh, regained established government, which has regained control through the elite mercenary force known as the Frighteners, right. led by Leos Klein. Which I think is, uh, it is implied that he is the last guy from Master of Arena, or yeah, he's yeah. the he's the player character from Master of Arena. Oh, interesting. Um, so the Frighteners betray the government, assassinate its leader, and seize control of the government's technology. So it's up to us, a Raven, sure, to confront the Frighteners. Rescue Mars inhabitants and restore order. Boom. So capitalism is run amok, and it's your job to put it back together. <laughs> Again, this story is so hard to follow. Yeah, and it is so. There's, there's, it is very difficult. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but it is super interesting. Oh, yeah. And I think it's one of those things you can watch YouTube videos of people who have played these games extensively. And I've I've played these games quite a bit. and I still don't understand it. <laughs> but, you know, it's like Dark Souls or Elden Ring. Like, right. You can go to Vadavidya's YouTube page and he'll he does deep dive lore stuff on these games. And there is such a deep story, but it is not handed to you at all. No. You have to really pay attention and in, go into this game with intention to figure out the story. It's never just served up for you no. to follow along, which I think is good. I can see how it'd be frustrating for people who like really want like a crazy story out of a game. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's separate, right? You have to work for the story, which lets the gameplay act on its own. True. 
And I think gameplay is really like what these games are known for. But let's get into the gameplay since that's, you know, what this game is all about. 100%. We request that you attack the Zeomatrix transport vehicle. The target is a lightly armed transport vehicle. According to our report, they'll be traveling on the T20 highway. This route is different from the one normally used. So, do you like combat nonstop? Do you like a, a thrill ride, a nonstop action going all the time? Hell yeah. This is not the game for you. Because you will, spend, you will spend so much of this game in the menu screen yeah. building your mech, and that's really what this game is about. Yes. There this are is not... a game about min-maxing. Yeah. There are not skill checks in this game. There are build checks. Yes. And if you cannot dedicate yourself to really learning the mech system, which we won't dive, we cannot dive into No, here. we do it not. It is too much. It is too much. I don't even feel comfortable talking about it because I can't beat this game and I've kind of like stumbled my way through as far as I've gotten in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, but you basically have your mech and your mech has removable pieces and you can build out your mech. And one of the cool things about this one is that you have like three save mech slots, which you did not have in the previous Armored Core games, which was a huge pain in the ass. Right. So that's a real, uh, you know quality of life quality of life upgrade improvement uh but you have your met your armored core right that's the name of them and you come across ac parts you earn ac parts you can buy ac parts with credits you can go into debt buying ac parts <laughs> or repairing your armored core you can buy weapons and every single little change you do to your armored core can be amazing or can be catastrophic yep this is not a game where you can kind of like half-ass your way through it oh no you have to you almost need to have a calculator and fucking charts with you at all times if you have a bad build there are levels you just literally cannot beat with your build yep, yep. you could fuck up one part of your build and the it, the game almost becomes like unplayable. Yeah, like it it is. And I want to say that this is I think this is one of my favorite things about FromSoft, and one of my favorite things about this game is that it trusts you to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's not hand holding at all. It is not going to you know it it believes in you enough. That, that you're smart enough to have put the disc in and push the button to turn on your PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. That you can figure this out. You can right. figure, and it might take you a long time. But that also milks the game. You know, like you can, this game is, is insanely long because of just the time it takes to try to figure it out. Trial and error, yep. And there's, you know, there's the main mission mode, you know, you get missions and they're basically like you, you're, you're a mercenary kind of, and you're like, you have your mission and you get paid. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an arena mode as well where you can kind of hone your skill, but arena, the arena mode is not a, we talked about it last week, uh, with, 
God Hand, God right? Hand, yeah. The God Hand has kind of an arena mode that serves as a way for you to kind of build up your skill. Right. That's not what this is. Mm-mm. This is a whole other game mode. Pretty much, And yeah. you will get, get your ass beat Guaranteed. if you're not paying attention. The only way it helps you at, to increase your skill in the game is because you'll die a lot. Mm-hmm. You will die a lot. So the arena starts out, you're at the bottom of a 50-person uh, you know, uh, arena ladder, think Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and you have to fight your way to the top. And there's actually story inside of the arena mode. Yes, there is. Yeah. Uh, the top, the t- person at the top of the leaderboard, Ares, known as the Nine Breaker, um, you know, you start getting emails about him because you have emails. <laughs> Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. And you get emails from other, you know, uh, uh, AC pilots. And there are things that'll shoot at you, you know. There it's there the the environment can be dangerous in the arenas as well. You can fly out of bounds and lose. You can run out of ammo and lose. Like yeah. there's all kinds of ways to lose. Uh and that's what I mean not I, I that might be a perfect distillation of this game, right? There is really like only a couple ways to beat this game. Mm-hmm. There are a million ways to lose. There's so many ways to lose. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just this game at every turn gives you a new opportunity to lose. <laughs> Find a new way to fail. Yeah. Uh, so this is very interesting. And I don't know what the fuck this is. But uh, so there's a local multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. That you can play split screen, right? Which is self-explanatory. But you can console link. Oh yeah, I yeah. With the Sony iLink FireWire cable, which is something that I have never heard of. I feel like I have heard. I remember there was another. There might have been other games that had that, and I was like, so you need two Playstations, two TVs, two controllers, two copies of the game. Right? Is that yeah. the idea of that? Yeah, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. So you can play on separate TVs. Yeah. Uh, which is yeah. wild. That's fucking and, crazy. But players with existing saves can load their custom ACs into okay. multiplayer matches. Okay. So your friend brings over a little memory card. Sure. Has their AC. Ready and then you're like, what up. the fuck? What? What is that fucking cannon on your shoulder? Where did you find that part? Because that's Tell another thing, too, is you can find parts. Randomly yes. in your missions, and there are tons of parts. And sometimes you find a part that is like, Oh my god, this is the key! This is the key to my loadout. And you have to change your loadout depending on the mission. It's not like you can build an AC out and then, Okay, this is perfect, I can go through the whole game. Nope, yeah, your no. next mission, you're like, Oh shit, I need heavier legs, I need a different type of weapon to defeat this boss. And if you've played Armored Core 6 yet. Uh, Armored Core 6 is like it's hard to like I, we're not reviewing Armored Core 6 but I no. will say that Armored Core 6 is kind of where all the Armored Core games like lead to they all end like, up there it, yeah it is the perfect like distillation of what all these games are to the point where I feel like it's going to be hard like any sequels to Armored Core 6 how do you even reinvent it anymore like they, they they just kind of like nailed it it's interesting i do think the the probably the 
the most interesting thing about this game is you know they talk about these games uh, this is the dissolution of the FromSoft style of like either love it or hate it because it's not just memorizing patterns and all that shit from the other games now that you add in the experimentation with builds and loadouts and shit like there's an interesting kind of conceptually an interesting way I think of of gameplay and again it's it's an acquired taste or you might just fucking hate it and say what the fuck is this bullshit yeah, this isn't a casual game. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I think uh, I think you'd be supremely disappointed if you went into this game thinking it's something you can just hop into for a minute and blow some shit up and like, no. oh, that was fun, and then then be done. You either no. go all in or you are probably not going to have a good time. No, this isn't. I'll be oh, I'll play a few missions and then uh, jump off. It's like no, you're not. That's not the attitude of, of, of how to approach this game. At all. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that is probably what before now kept, uh, kept this franchise from like really being like an insane like juggernaut franchise. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, you, I, I think most people are surprised at just how many Armored Core games there are. I was. And I think what's even more surprising is how many people had like not even like heard of Armored Core. I think it's one of those things you've heard of it and I think for a lot of people they think it's just an arcadey mech blasty shooty thing. They know it's mech, but I don't think they know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean that's good because then if you're in I I think that's a good thing for fans of this game because then you f like feel and i think this is the same thing for people who really like dark souls games and this is a FromSoft thing this is like i feel like this is there's we could do a whole episode on like the attitude and the culture and like the, around surrounding FromSoft. we absolutely but could i think it's if you if you get into this game if you're like become a fan of this game you kind of feel like you're part of a club right you're like a little club, like you know. You oh oh, I like Dark Souls. They're hard games. I'm a, I'm a fan of that, and I think you can go two ways, right? You can go the way of like the toxic, get good kind of like FromSoft fans who are like, oh, you you just don't like Dark Souls because it's too hard for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's another way you can go too and be like, oh my god, like this game like respects me enough to not like tone it down but also you you know and i think this is like the official line of FromSoft of why they make their games like this yeah is you feel a, a sense of accomplishment when you like get past something 100 percent true that's yes. that i that i think is what truly makes a FromSoft game is that sense of satisfaction when you do be a hard boss yes when you finally climb that mountain you go holy shit i fucking did it yeah yeah and you can either be a dickhead about it or you can just sit in that like little sense of self-satisfaction of like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Look you can me. brag about it and be like, oh, yeah. and post about it on fucking Facebook. Yeah. I'm the best. Best but, gamer ever. But like I said, I love games I'm bad at. So needless to say, I'm a huge From Software fan. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the game, the From Software game I have, I have completed the most is Elden Ring. Wow. And I'm very bad at it, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Put like 250 hours into that game. I don't have a ton of experience with them. I'll be honest. The Armored Core, really. I have not played a lot of the others. Now, now's your time. Now's the time. What? For Armored Core 6? 
for Armored Core Six. So you play, you should play Dark Souls. I should play Elden Ring, from what I understand. Remember what everyone tells me. I should play Elden Ring. Yeah, you might have a problem going back and playing Dark Souls if you play Elden Ring first, though. I'll be alright with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Play Elden Ring. Everyone yeah. should play Elden Ring. That's I'll the official the best. stance yeah. of this podcast: is everyone should play Elden Ring. Right. Um. But yeah, and the controls on this this game clunky. Very that They're clunky. There, it's the same controls basically as the PlayStation One games. You could uh, L three and R three are functional, but you don't use the analog sticks to move. I'm not a fan. But the controllers being clunky, I will still say the movement in this game is still kind of fluid. Oh yeah. But, but here's the thing: I think this game really wants you to feel the complexity as of if you were like actually in a mech because. It is the control. It's I think the controls itself are designed to be difficult because it'd be difficult to move and shoot and do a lot of things if you were actually in this position. I think also too we have to remember if you go back and play PlayStation One games, ninety percent of them are clunky as shit. Oh, ninety nine. I fuck yeah. And this is this is a launch title for PlayStation Two, so I think there's also growing pains with the controls. But yeah. I think overall they're fine. They will get better. They get they increasingly get better. Oh, uh, sure. And another thing that that is kind of a through line through the Armored Core games is that the speed changes. Right. Mm-hmm. So this game isn't insanely fast. No. Sci- uh, Armored Core Three would get a little faster armored core four goes absolutely off the rails with how fast <laughs> it is right it's i mean there are times where it feels unplayable it is so it's so fast. fast that's funny uh and again i think armored core six kind of is the perfect mix and match of that mm-hmm. but yeah i think this is a super fun game I think this is a game that takes that asks a lot of the player. It does. Um, I think they. I think Armored Core Three might simplify a. It might get it gets a little less complicated. Um, but I don't know. I haven't played that one in a long time, so I don't really remember. I remember it being a little easier to pick up than this. Uh, but it's just it's you know it's a complicated shooting game. Yeah, it is. It's very, very much a complicated shooting game. Yeah. And the enemies are a lot more advanced in this game than they were in the previous games. There's things that'll fuck up, make your lock-on disappear. Which I liked. Yeah, which just, there's all kinds of ways that it, like, sabotages you. But, uh, I mean, I think I'm I'm pretty clear that I like this game. But what the fuck do we know? No, we don't know shit. Come on. Let's get into the reception of this game. It received generally favorable reviews. 78 out of 100 on Metacritic. Not bad. Yeah. Chet Barber of NextGen voiced his enthusiasm, hailing it as one of the premier titles for the PS2 and worthy of ownership, unless you're not keen on intricate mech building or harbor an aversion to mechs altogether. <laughs> there you go. I like yeah. ch- What's his name? Chet Burger. 
What Chet a beautiful Barber. Chet Barber, Barber, even better. What a great yeah. name. Uh, Famitsu gave it a 33 out of 40. That's a good score for them. Yeah. The game's visual quality earned it a fair amount of accolades. Andrew Reiner of Game Informer marveled at the lighting and environment, labeling them absolutely incredible. And I will say, this game does look kind of wild for a PS2 yeah. game. I was, when I booted this, I was shocked how good it looked. Especially for a PS2 game that came out in 2000. Launched. This is launched. They hadn't squeezed the power out. This yeah. is just scratching the surface. This game is 23 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Cheat Monkey of GamePro raved that the graphics breathed life into the AC universe. Sean Sanders at Game Revolution was captivated by the impressive particle effects, and John Thompson of All Game had a different view, finding the graphics decent but not groundbreaking, which seems like you're just being a little bitch. No, I agree. I think that's a, that's a shitty way of being like, well, they're not. Um, it's like. Yeah, but for what for the style of what they are, they're not groundbreaking, but they're good and they're functional. You want the game to fucking slow down? Yeah. Like what the, like what other what other launch titles are you looking at and being like this is this is actually where it's at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Madden. Dickhead. Yeah, get him. Get him. Uh David Smith from IGN noted that there's occasional odd jumps in the progression curve. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, there, it comes to a couple missions where you think you're cruising, and then all of a sudden it's like, fuck. Yeah, guys suck at this. Yeah. Uh, Jaseel Gonzalez of Planet PS2 echoed Smith's sentiments, pointing out that the steep learning curve, pointing out the steep learning curve and the game's demand for patience. That's true. It does have a steep learning yeah. curve, and it does demand patience. It does. Demands. Yeah. It does not ask for patience. And then universally, everyone uh, bitched about the controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But all game did give, did give it a three and a half out of five stars. CNET's Game Center gave it an eight out of ten. Edge gave it an eight out of ten. EGM gave it a five point eight three out of ten, which is come odd. on now, that's odd. That's an odd one. Yeah, Famitsu gave it a thirty three out of forty. Game Informer gave it a nine out of ten. Game Fan gave it an eighty eight percent. Game Pro gave it a four and a half stars. That might be the highest Game Pro review. We've yeah, seen so that far. we've done. Yeah. Game Revolution gave it an A minus. Game Spot seven point eight out of ten. Game Spy gave it seventy seven percent. IGN gave it an eight out of ten. Despite their dismay at the pro progression curve, <laughs> uh, Next Generation gave it a four out of five stars, and the official U.S. PlayStation Magazine gave it a three out of five stars. Three out of five, sixty percent. So that's what they thought, but Ian. <sighs> On your patent pending one thousand out of one thousand grading scale, what are you giving this bad boy? So this is this uh, this might be a little bit of a ramble. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with that because there's a lot going on here. Um, I regret that I didn't play this when it came out. That's how I have to start because it felt old. It didn't look old, it just felt old. The controls, it just felt like... A lot of the games we play don't. They feel... This doesn't, to me... It doesn't feel like the classic that everyone screams that it is. That's on one hand. On the other hand... I fucking love mech games. I love mech combat games. Some of my formulative memory are Mech Warrior and Mech Warrior 2 on my 
home-built fucking PC playing in my dorm in high school, my the, the private school I went to, with my friends doing fucking missions and putting different fucking cannons on our stupid fucking mechs and uh, someone saying, oh, try this and blah blah blah, and then us just losing or winning, right? And it's, it's the same thing, trial and error. So there's that. And then the kind of philosophy, I think this game... I think this game deserves another look from me because I was getting frustrated with it a lot and I only towards the end of my play and I had some issues with a lot of us stuff with it did I start to understand what it was demanding as that reviewer said of me. So, now that being said, with my patent pending, patent pending, thousand point reviews, I'm going to give Armored Core 2 780 six out of 1,000 with an asterisk, which means I will be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, I think, um, so I don't think I, I, I didn't play this game when it first came out. Right. I played Armored Core 3 when it came yeah, out. Yeah, and I think that's the difference. I didn't have any experience after the first one yeah. on PlayStation. And 1. I had played Armored Core on the PS1 and found it impossible. Yeah, I was a, a small child. That game was not a yeah, game of course, for yeah, children. Yeah. It was too no. complicated. I just couldn't do anything. I remember just a level of going down like a like a like a freeway, like an underground freeway, and just mm -hmm. getting fucking demolished. Mm. Um, but I did play Ar once Armored Core three came out, and I enjoyed that. I did go back and play Armored Core two, and it had been a long time since I'd played it. Um, but hopping back in it's kind of uh, my rate my rating of this is is painted by a my love of FromSoft, right and b the nostalgia i have for like armor core 3 and you know all that it's very deeply personal rating you know right. there's probably not a lot of a lot of objectivism in it but i'm going to give this game I'm going to give it 8.1 hmm. menu screens. Oh, right. Menu out screens. of 10. <laughs> right. Uh, I yeah. Think I think it's great. I think, uh, I think it's great. And I think it's, I think what came from it is really like, and I think that might be the key is you're familiar with what came from it and I'm not. So yeah. I only have, like I said, I've, I watched a streamer play some of six the other day and it looked really fun. Um, and I played one when it was on like 1996 or whatever, and then that's it other than playing it for this. So I don't have the connective and I've not played a lot of FromSoft games. So and I know this is just more of my review, but I just didn't, it wasn't hooking me. So maybe further exploration of all of that will change my thing. That's why I put an asterisk in my review. Yeah. And I think as you dive more into FromSoft stuff, you'll start seeing, like, the hallmarks of a FromSoft game. Interesting, okay. Uh, they definitely have a style, and they definitely have a vibe, and a I think vibe. as you dive in, you'll start seeing that, and just, just like, having that knowledge kind of makes the games more enjoyable, because, like, you start to see the connective threads. Okay. But, I'm interested. I'm interested to see if I dig in, if, I, if my thoughts change, so I'll definitely, uh... I will, uh, I'll have more to say, I think. 
Boom. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Tune Enjoy. in every PS Tuesday for Tuesday. another for to hear us just bullshit uh, talk out of our ass. Yeah, yeah, bullshit. We don't know what we're talking about or doing, but no, not at all. You're along for the ride, and we love that. So do. do us a favor. Open your smartphone device. Okay, I'm doing it right now. And go to any social media and follow us. You can follow us no. on Instagram at DiscreetAirPod. Mm -hmm. You can follow me on Instagram at Funeral Casual Games. You can follow me at Ian Golden Games. And yeah, interact with us. Smash, smash that like and subscribe button on Spotify. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, follow us on Apple. Wherever you get your podcast, we're there. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's, what, do you have something against this? If you have something yeah. against this, just fucking turn off the show. Fuck off. Don't turn yeah, off the show. Yeah, we're, we're about to have a Twitter. We're about to have a YouTube. Oof. Maybe a next door. We'll be on next door. We'll be on probably. next door. <laughs> Talking about people who are casing our houses. We'll be on Second Life. Sure. Find us on Second Life. Yeah, we can get on there. Yeah. Um, and a big shout out to Ron, who sure. runs all of our social media stuff. Hell yeah, he does. Because Ian and I are old men and bad at bad at social at social meds, as they call it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Can't do it. Very Can't bad do at it. it. But thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. And we will see you on the next one. We will see you then. Bada boom, bada bing.